What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Built Different Podcast. Our mission, to spark hope, encouragement, and motivation in and through your life today. When you finish a podcast, our hope is that our community would be inspired to live different, to live freely and boldly because of the love of Jesus. We'll be your hosts. I'm Zach. And I'm Brooke. Let's go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to this week's edition of the Built Different Podcast. You guys, I hope you are excited and fired up for our guest today because I sure am. Joining us today on the Built Different Podcast is manager of the Texas Rangers, Coach Tony Beasley. You guys, what fires me up is, one, man, he comes from the same alma mater that I come from, having played baseball at Liberty University. He then went on to get drafted into the Major League Baseball draft, played in the minor league organizations, primarily middle infield, a little bit of outfield for the Pittsburgh Pirates from 1989 to 1998. And since then, he's accumulated 22 years of coaching experience, having coached in both the major and minor league levels for multiple organizations, including the Nationals, the Pirates, and the now Rangers. But seriously, guys, something that I really love and appreciate about Coach Beasley, I think it's something that you'll be able to hear today in and throughout the entire interview and the episode, is just his contagious joy and his passion and his devotion and love and adoration for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I mean, this guy does everything Um, He says everything that he does, the way that he coaches and influences and impacts individuals, everything he does is he stewards us and he pushes us to the foot of the cross. And that's something that I really appreciate about him. And I'm sure you do as well, because obviously being the head skipper of a major league organization, that comes with a, a massive platform and a massive opportunity. And Coach has stewarded that so well and just pushing people um, to the foot of Jesus. So that's one thing I really appreciate about Coach. But another thing in and throughout this episode that I think you're going to really see is the joy that he possesses because of the fruits of the Spirit and the Spirit that dwells within him. Reminds me of a quote that I came across recently, which reads, don't wait for things to get better. Life will always be complicated. Learn to be happy right now. Otherwise, you may run out of time. And you know, when I think of Coach Beasley's testimony that he'll share briefly with us today, he's overcome a lot. You know, not only was he kind of in the midst of a waiting season, really, as a coach, right? Everybody, every coach's dream is to coach at the highest level, which he now has the opportunity of doing. And he was just kind of given that opportunity here recently in this past season. But not only did he have to endure the waiting season of life, but he's also overcome cancer and so much more in and throughout his life. And throughout this episode, we dive a lot into how we can train for our trials. We dive a lot into, you know, as we continually develop in whatever field or occupation or vocation we may be called to, how, you know, the skill gap closes, but it's the mental aspect and the relational and the spiritual aspect that really helps us separate ourselves and allows the cream to truly rise to the top. Talk a lot about sports psychology things in it throughout this episode, but my favorite thing we mentioned and something that Coach Beasley says in this episode is he says that baseball is what I get to do, but it's not who I am. 
My friends, I don't know. Somebody may need to hear that today. Whatever you're doing right now, occupationally, for work, for a job, that does not define you. The successes and failures of this world don't define you. Your worth, your value, and your identity are not attached to your performance. Rather, my friends, they are found in Christ, the one who created us, but also the one who died for us so that we may spend eternal life with him. There is freedom when we seek the applause of nail-scarred hands rather than the applause of the crowd. My friends, I cannot wait for you to hear this incredible episode, this testimony, and just some nuggets of truth from the head manager of the Texas Rangers, Coach Tony Beasley. Coach Beasley, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Zach. It's a pleasure. So looking forward to the opportunity just to get to sit down with you over the next couple of minutes. I've heard great things about you, not only from my former high school coach, Mr. Randy Tomlin, but also I had the opportunity of meeting you at our first bitch banquet back in yeah. Liberty University back in the day when I was playing there as a player. So it's just so exciting for me to sit down, hear more of your story, but also just to hear about the exciting season this past year has been for you. Coach, yeah. in August 15th, you were named the interim head coach for the Texas Rangers. My my initial question, what has the transition been like for you personally? I mean, I can only imagine it's a dream come true type of feeling. Yeah, it was kind of bittersweet, you know, when it first happened because, um, you know, obviously, um, you know, someone lost their job for me to get this opportunity. So, right. you know, it was I wasn't expecting it. Um, mm. So it kind of just came out of nowhere. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity. And uh, it, it, it really does mean a lot to have have a chance to, to lead a group of men. Yeah. And to and to be impactful in our lives and, you know, professionally and personally. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I really take a lot of, of joy in that and, and to be able to stand in front of the group and, and, and be the leader. And uh, so it, it's, it's, it's a challenge because, you know, I was thrown kind of in the middle of the storm. Right. <laughs> but but, you know, um, I just trust God and everything. And, and I just kind of surrender and give that to him and. And try not to lose myself in the midst of that. So mm. I just want to be faithful and committed and, and, and stay true to who I am. Mm, I love it, Coach. Well, I can't think of anybody better for the job. Super mm. thankful for you and just what you've done and the influence and the impact that you have for the kingdom and the advancement of the kingdom every single day with the platform that the Lord has blessed you with. You know, another fun question up front, Coach, is what was it or when was it that you really fell in love with the game of baseball? I mean, yeah, my whole life, you know, I've played ball. My my dad and my my uncle actually played professional. <clears throat> he played Willie really played for the Texas Rangers. He uh, nice. he was in the major leagues for parts of uh, of one season, but he played like nine years, I think, in the minors. And so my father and and my uncles and I grew up watching them play Sandlot baseball. And oh yeah, <laughs> every Friday night, Saturday night, and Sundays after church, we'd go and. You know, watched them play, and it was fun. And so I just always loved it. It's in my family blood, and uh, so I just played as a as a kid. And I always aspired to to achieve the opportunity to maybe play professional baseball one day. Didn't know that it would happen. Coming from a small town and just mm. you know very humble beginnings, uh, you just don't know what what the end is going to look like sometimes. Uh, but you know, I'm very grateful and thankful. Actually. My mom, I'm one of one of eight kids, mm. and my mom wanted one of the kids to go to college, and I'm the fifth child, and no one had went to college, you know, prior to me, and so that was kind of my main deal. Was like I wanted to go to college, but we didn't have money, so mm. I needed to get a scholarship, and baseball was like my ticket to get a college education. That's right. really what 
what motivated me to do it, mm. to keep playing baseball throughout high school and things. And uh, and so I was fortunate enough to excel and and get a, a scholarship to go and play Liberty uh, Lewisburg Junior College first, and then ultimately Liberty Liberty University. Let's go. And, uh, and then that's where it all started. And then uh, yeah, I, I got drafted out of Liberty and in 89 and I've been in the game ever since. So it's just, just a blessing, you know, to, you never know what God has in, in, in store for you to. So Liberty was a blessing for me. That's where my life changed is at Liberty university. I love that coach go flames. I'm also <laughs> alma mater there at Liberty university played baseball. Like as I was telling you from 2014 to 2018, now I get the opportunity of walking alongside of the team as an athletic shepherd or a team chaplain, just such a fun place. And God truly is just continuing to move in and throughout it. But there's, there's something different about you, Coach Beasley. I mean, not only in the interview today, but when I see you in interviews on TV, when I see the way that you coach, you carry with you, you possess this joy and this <coughs> passion, just oozes out of you. And it's not just yeah. fans, right, like myself that notice it, but it's the guys that you have the opportunity to interact with every single day in that locker room and in your presence. Mm -hmm. I think of even Charlie Colberson, I wrote down, was quoted saying that everybody loves bees and the person that he is, right? <laughs> There's just a different kind of respect that people have for yeah. you and the energy and excitement you bring to life. But coach, we all know, right, that nobody's a stranger to adversity. Um, and That's you right. are no stranger to adversity either. Um, I just want to ask you just initially up front, can you give us um, some, maybe help us understand some of the experiences that have maybe mm -hmm. shaped you, some of the deep and dark valleys or challenges in life that have made you kind of cling to this joy in Christ every single day? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I was raised, you know, in the church. I, I, I had a mother and a father that loved the Lord. And, um, but I was raised just, I had to go every Sunday. It was, we had to go. Yeah. Liberty university actually was the pivotal point in my life where wow. I understood what a relationship with, uh, with Christ was. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand that. Uh, I knew what religion was about, but I didn't understand relationship. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, I didn't know anything about having a personal relationship. And so Liberty university, uh, that that's where I, I got that from, um, you know, the student body there, um, Josh McDowell was speaking hmm. on one of our, uh, he was like a three day deal, like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, he was speaking in a seminar and we, we had to be that we had to go. It was mandatory, but he was, God spoke to me through Josh McDowell's message. And, wow. and that's when I realized you know, in, in 1988 sitting there that I needed to surrender my life to God. And, and I did that at Liberty, but you know, I've tried to walk faithfully. And I guess when Charlie says, you know, they like bees for who he is and the mm -hmm. person that he is, I I try to just be faithful to God and live my life please that's on a way that's pleasing to him. And and no matter what I'm doing, I try to do it to his glory and to his honor. Mm -hmm. And I think if you if you do that, then people will see something different about you. And so, you know, I'm definitely don't proclaim to be Jesus or yeah. or per perfect because he's the only one that's perfect. And uh, mm. but I'm striving to be like him, and mm. and I always call it chasing after perfection because he is perfection. And if we continue to chase after him, then, then we'll strive to be more like him and we'll grow closer to him every day. And people will see Christ in you, and that's mm. what's important to me that people see Christ in me. And so I, I try to be cognizant of my actions and the things that I say and do because. I'm not representing myself. I'm representing yeah. Christ. And if I fall, if I fail, then people are going to blame Christ and they're going to be turned away from him. And 
it's not it's not about me. And so that's what's important. And, and yeah, I went through a, a battle in, in 2016 with cancer. Mm. And if I didn't have faith, then I, I don't know how I would have gotten through that. Uh, because, you know, my favorite verse was Second Corinthians 5, 7. For we mm. walk by faith and not by sight. And I proclaimed that prior to dealing with cancer but dealing with cancer was an opportunity for me to actually live that out mm. you know can you be who you say you are in the midst of a storm uh because when life is, is smooth sailing you know we all can just be happy go lucky and right. say we love the lord and and everything mm. looks great but who are we when we face adversity and when we really go through a trial in life you know can we trust God then? Like, can we truly walk in faith and, and believe that God can do something that we can't see? Wow. And so that's, that was the challenge. And I was very grateful and thankful because it was an opportunity for me to be who I said I am. Wow. And it was wow. a test because I, I didn't know how I was going to go through that, but mm-hmm. I'm thankful that I was able to be strong and trust God and, and just believe him and just surrender the whole situation to him. I never worried. I never doubted. I never had fear. I just mm-hmm. believed that God had healed my body. And he did. And what God did through that situation, uh, because there was a tumor in my body that I did chemo and radiation for like, I want to say six, seven months. And, and I was about to have surgery three days prior to after that. Mm. And the tumor was still in my body three days prior to the surgery. And the doctor was kind of disappointed because he felt like the medicine and the treatment didn't do what he wanted it to do. But Mm. I prayed about that. And and I, I, I didn't waver. And I said, God, I've done everything medically that's been asked of me. I said, now I just believe that it's time for you to show up and do what, what only you can do. I claimed Mm. healing. I never doubted. I just believe that now it's time for you to receive the glory because there's no other explanation. And then mm. that Monday morning when I went in for the surgery, the tumor was not there. It was gone. Wow. And and there was just scar tissue there. And so that's God. That, that No one can tell me that God doesn't heal and that he doesn't deliver, but mm. we have to have faith. And so that's one experience in my life that, you know, really showed me that, you know, God is in control. And that if I just walk faithfully, in his will and in his way, then, then he's going to protect me and he's got me. And so I can trust him now in, in any, in, in all circumstances. And I don't have to worry. I don't have to, I don't worry about stuff. I just, just give it to God. And mm-hmm. I, I just try to wait and, and hear it from, from him and, and he will lead me and guide me in the way he would have me to go. So, you know, I just think in life, you know, we all going to go through something, you know, and we just have to know that at some point, you know, we're going to be t- tried. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Jesus said, though, though, I, though I suffer in the flesh, arm yourself likewise. And right. At some point, we're going to deal with something. So it's not what we deal with, it's how we deal with it. And so every, every obstacle can be an opportunity, and mm-hmm. we have to look at it like that. Mm, that's so powerful, Coach. And like you're saying, our faith, right, is really forged in the midst of the fiery seasons of life sometimes. Yes. And yeah. I'm so thankful Absolutely. that you chose the opportunity, right, to inhibit that act of surrender in and throughout your life each and every day, understanding mm-hmm. that sometimes we just don't have the strength or the motivation, right, to keep going forward. But the spirit within us does. And so it's so Amen. incredible to be able to see that, you know what, when we think of even the fruits of the spirit dying to mm-hmm. self each and every day, 
asking the spirit to say, come and live in throughout me. And I, I read some the other day when we were talking about like love and joy and peace. It said that love is not something that we become better at. Love yeah. is someone that we become more like. And so each and every day like trying to understand that, you know what, that's who Christ is. And I want to become more Christ-like, allowing him to work in and through me. And I truly believe, Coach, that God has done that in and throughout the trial seasons of your life. So I'm so thankful for you. In and throughout, one thing that I really want you to speak into here for a second to okay. maybe some of the young coaches out there who feel like they're waiting, right? Coach, you've been in the league, right? You've been coaching for 22 years of coaching experience, yes. having coached in both the majors and the minor league levels for multiple organizations, including the Nationals, the Pirates, now the Rangers. That being said, what would you say to a young coach out there about them not wasting this waiting season that maybe God has them in? Yeah. I mean, be good at your job. That's period. I mean, and, you know, mm -hmm. be content with where you are. And I've always um, felt like, you know, God has me where he needs me yeah. uh, at a specific time and, and, and for a specific purpose. And um, right. I don't want to miss that. Mm -hmm. And I think if, if you can just keep your focus on that, especially if, especially Oh, those of us who, 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 who call ourselves Christians and that we say we just trust in God, then just believe that God has a plan and a purpose over our lives and that, you know, he, he puts us exactly where he needs us. And, and we just need to be good at what we're doing, where we're doing it and not focus on, you know, what, what can be or what's to come because we don't know what's to come. Um, I just ask God to just open doors that no man can close and, and, and whatever his will is, you know, that's what I want. I don't want my will. I want his will to be done in my life. So mm. I don't, I never pursued a perfect, a specific job, a specific position, or I was always content with wherever I was. And I said, I just want to be really good right here, right now, this moment, mm. good at my job here professionally and personally. And this is the, this is where God has me right now. So this is the platform mm. that I have to use for his glory right now. And, you know, if God deems that I want to elevate you to another position or another place in time, then yeah. he'll open that door. And and I, I truly believe that when God opens a door, no man can close it. Amen. And, but we have to be faithful and patient That's and right. just willing to just wait on God. He said, be still and know that I am God. And mm -hmm. So we have to be willing to, to be obedient. You know, he says, seek ye first, you know, his kingdom and his righteousness. And after that, he says, and all these things will be added unto you so i think if we just do that do our part then god will provide the increase you know and Amen. we just got to be be content with where we are and, and make sure that what we're doing at the moment now is to his glory and to his honor mm, powerful coach i wrote down being faithful and focused where our feet are yes. i mean it's a great way of describing exactly what you just said and something mm -hmm. you know as we talk about coaches i'm in the mental health space so i work a lot at sports psych and i work with a lot of collegiate and professional athletes and so the one thing that really comes into my lane is two types of coaches right you got recruiter coaches and you got player coaches recruiter coaches are the ones that man they can see talent but it's almost like you're always walking on eggshells with them because it's that next man up mentality it's the man right. you're worth your 
identity, your values kind of attached to your performance. But then you got yes. the player coaches who are very relational. They want yes. people to understand that their identity, their value, their worth is not attached to their performance, is actually found in something so much greater. When I see you coach, I understand that that's the type of coach that you are. As yeah. we understand, the higher you go up in anything, right, especially in sports, the skill gap mm -hmm. continually closes. In other words, if you keep progressing, everyone starts looking similar. And at the top <laughs> levels, right, everyone's talented, everyone can produce, everyone's got the abilities to get the job done. But yeah. I truly believe it's in between the ears that really separates people from that next level. I know you're big into mental toughness. And a quote mm -hmm. that you actually said is, talent is one thing, but what we think of ourselves is something else. We are yeah. who we think we are. Coach, help our listeners understand today the importance of not attaching that worth, value, and identity to their performance and how they can be anchored in something greater each and every day they step out on that field. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that's the thing because up here, uh, you know, everyone is, is defined by their performance. Uh, right. Players here, you know, their worth is determined by, you know, how they perform on the field, you know, by, by the fan base, by social media, and, and everyone's, you know, Everyone's attached to social media these days, so yeah. they they hear and they listen to what's being said about them. So whether you're playing good or you're playing bad at the time, you're either going to be the greatest ever or you're going to be the worst. That's right. You know, and so you get you kind of get consumed in that. And I've always felt like baseball is what I do; it's not who I am. Um, and you have to find your identity outside of the game. It's it's this is your job, and mm -hmm. uh, you want to be good at your job. But that doesn't make or break you as a person if you don't perform well. And so it's a fine balance uh, for me. I mean, I'm a Christian, so I know whose I am. I know who I belong to. That's right. But there are guys that don't know the Lord. And uh, so they get attached by a worldview. And, mm. and it, it's really hard. It's really difficult. But, you know, for me, it's like I know I'm more than a conqueror through, through Christ. Mm. And so I just don't get caught up into that. But I try to make sure that, you know, I, I exemplify that and players can see that. And, you know, I try to be steady and, and, and be consistent in, in my actions and not, not let the game to take me, you know, up and down too many highs and lows and just, just be even all the time. Um, mm -hmm. I just think, I think, you know, for me to let a player see that, you know, it helps them, it helps them. And so they, they watch leadership and they always want to see how you, uh, going to carry yourself and how you're going to react or respond in certain situations. Uh, you know, especially when you say you're a Christian, That's they're right. waiting to see if something's going to tip you to a point where you act unlike Christian, right. you know? And uh, so, you know, we always been watched. And so it's important that, that we just represent Christ all the time and just let people see Christ in us. It's a different type of joy. I mean, the joy that I have, you know, it doesn't come from, the game of baseball. You know, right. it's, Not it contingent from, on the results. Absolutely. I mean, Jesus died for me and mm. um, he gave his life for me and, and I'm, I'm, I'm grateful and I'm thankful. And it's, it's his grace and his mercy. And, and it's, it's not because of me, it's because of him. And so, you know, I would say like Nelson Mandela, you know, said, we don't lose, we learn. And mm -hmm. even though something doesn't go right, we have to just learn from it, learn, just, make a lesson out of everything. But I think there's a bright side in all situations. And sometimes we have to go through things that build us up, even though they seem to be tearing us down in the moment, right. but there's a blessing in the storm and, mm. and you have to realize that as well. So you just have to be consistent as a leader and make sure that, you know, you, you, you pour into people life and joy and, 
and, and, and the fruits of the spirit, uh, basically. And so I'm, I'm just thankful that I'm, I've been able to do that. And, and hopefully uh, it, it transcends to, to the everyone that I come in contact with. I love it, Coach. You said baseball is not who I am. It's just what I get to do. Yes. And you talked well, a lot about that word consistency. Um, I think mm-hmm. of that Maya Angelou quote, right? People will forget what you did. People will forget what you said. But people will never forget how you made them feel. So showing Amen. up every single day to the ballpark, mm-hmm. just being the most consistent coach and leader that you can mm-hmm. possibly be. Coach, one thing you know is that this world, we live in a culture and society built around hustle mindset, right? We're always on the go. We're always trying to get more to get things done. It brings me back to the Dallas Willard quote, though, that really says that we must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from our lives. When I mm. think of you, coach, what do you do every single day being on the road, having these long road trips, being a coach? How do you block uh, out the noise and stay rooted and anchored in building and fostering your relationship with God? Yeah. I mean, I, I have to make that a priority. I mean, you, you have to you have to set your routine to where you have quiet time. I mean, I have to start my day with the Lord and I have to end my day with the Lord. And and in between the start and the ending, I have to talk to, to God throughout the day. But, you know, my quiet time in the morning is, is most important. Uh, when I wake up early in the morning, you know, I have to spend time with, with God and, and just get my mind at a place to where I, I know that God has a plan for that day and that he's going to lead me and guide me through that day. And, and I don't have to get caught up and consumed with the worries of the day and things that can happen. I always say that there's nothing that can happen today that, that you and I can't handle, Lord. Mm-hmm. So I just lean, I depend on you. I surrender every circumstance, everything that's going to come my way today. I just trust you and, and ask for his guiding and, and, and his counsel. And so, yeah, I think, if you put that in you before the day starts, then you have a chance, you know, to deal with the rigors of the day and not get so caught up, uh, especially uh, since I transitioned into this job. You know, there's a lot, you know, there sometimes I'm getting hit from all angles with different yeah. things and scenarios and problems and everything that comes up. Uh, so if I didn't have my morning peace and my morning, uh, I guess, direction and, and uh, then I probably wouldn't, I, pr- I probably would react instead right. of respond. And there's a difference. And so right. I'm just thankful that that gives me a calmness. And so I can think before I speak and try to process something and, and try to say the right thing. And, 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 and the thing that, that I think is going to benefit or help that situation, whatever it may be. So, yeah, I just have to die daily. And then mm-hmm. in the night, you know, it's just try to ask God to, to help me to process the day. And uh, speak to me throughout the night while I sleep, and and I ask for sweet sleep and, and Jesus every night, and mm. and I get to do it again the next day. And but I just that's think right. it's it's important to have that routine, and that's what keeps me grounded. And uh, throughout the course of the day, I'm listening to to spiritual music, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm even in the dugout sometimes. I'm creating scripture to my, myself, or I'm singing hymns to myself. You know, in the midst of the game. And, uh, wow. you know, these things, they help calm me and keep me even and, and keep me focused on what's really important. Mm, like you're saying, Coach, we may not be able to control the circumstances throughout our lives, but we can always control yeah. how we respond to them. Our Amen. response is our 
responsibility. That's it. Amen. And, with, and with God, right? It may not be easy, but it'll always be possible. Coach Beasley, right. this has been just such a blast, but how we always like to close our episodes out is just by leaving our guests with the opportunity just to speak some hope, encouragement, and motivation in and through the lives of our listeners. Is there anything that God has been teaching you in particularly or something that you've been really sharing with the team that you could just kind of leave us with today? Yeah. Well, uh, for me, it's, it's, it's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It's trust in the Lord with all your heart. You know, and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, that that's a message that's so important. And I, I try to relay that to, to teams, to anyone that I'm coming in contact with it because I have to live by myself daily. I mean, you know, life comes at us uh, and it comes at us hard at times. And so we have to you have to understand that, you know, God has a plan and a purpose over our life and that we're predestined. Uh, he said he knew us even before we were in our mother's womb. Mm-hmm. Though God loves us and he wants he wants us to prosper and be in health, you know. And so we just have to trust him. And sometimes we want to get in the way and fix things and do everything on our own. But it, it says lean out on our own understanding. But in all our ways, just acknowledge him. Just, just mm-hmm. recognize who he is and he will direct our path. God will do what he said, but we have to do our parts. And so I just think, you know, that's, that encourages me. And I try to use that to encourage others and to uplift others. And God is in control. And uh, even when we go through something that's, that seems like it can, can beat us up and, and, and tear us down, you know, there's, there, there can still be a blessing. You know, sometimes that's a character building moment. And God can use that for his glory. And so we just got to recognize God in, in everything that we go through and all situations that we deal with. And so, you know, the world's and the devil's job is to, is to kill, steal and destroy. That's, right. and that's what that's what he wants to do daily. And he's he tries to catch us when we're vulnerable and we're weak and then he attacks. And so we've got to just stay girded up and, and keep on the whole armor of guard so we can fight against the wiles of the, of the devil. So. You know, that's 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 my thing is that just just let's fight the good fight and just right. keep trusting God and, and knowing that that he's he has all power and that the victory is already run. It won. Jesus claimed victory over 3000 years ago. And we have to stand in that victory. Like we are victorious. We're, we're more than conquerors. And, and like I said, my name is victory. And right. we've got to We've got to walk in that and, and proclaim that and uh, and not allow any any the evil to, to the enemy to have victory over us and not steal our joy. Uh, we have peace and joy that the world didn't give, nor can it take away. So, mm-hmm. you know, if I could just, you know, encourage anyone to just walk in faith and just trust mm-hmm. God and believe God and and he will give you, you know, your heart's desire. So good, Coach. In the midst of the mess, we often lose sight of the victory. But rather than fighting for victory, let's begin yeah. fighting from a place of victory. Of victory. Coach Amen. Beasley, what an encouraging Amen. word to end us out with. Coach, so thankful for you. Please know that all of us, and I pray that all of our listeners as well, will be praying for you and alongside of you as you Amen. journey throughout the end of the season, but even Amen. into next year and so forth. So we're thankful for you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for the impact that you have on countless lives. We appreciate you, Coach. Thank you, Zach. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate this. This is Absolutely. awesome. Man, you guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. Something I just want to echo here as we close this interview out is really the words of Coach Beasley when he talks about fighting the good fight of faith in the midst of our fires. 
Yeah, sometimes we just need a perspective change like Coach is talking about as well, where rather than viewing it in these high-pressure situations and these difficult and painful experiences that we all come against in life, or maybe even a long season of life, that maybe it just seems like we're waiting. It's like desert and it's dry, but we're just waiting for God to show up in the midst. What if God was in your midst and he was walking through that season with you? What if you just had the wrong perspective you see, God has not abandoned you. He hasn't left you out for dry. He isn't just allowing this to happen to you. But my friends, he's actually in the midst of the fiery furnace. He's in the midst of the lion's den. He's in the midst of the wilderness and the dry seasons of our life because he loves us. And my friends, what if we just changed our perspective and said, rather than why would God allow this to happen to me out of anger and frustration? It's like, man, it's amazing that God places us sometimes in these high pressure situations because he believes in us enough understanding that if he puts us to it, my friends, he will always see us through it. A good friend of mine um, once said these words. He said, if it isn't good yet, then God isn't done yet. My friends, Romans 8.28, let those words ring true in your mind today. For we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God and who have been called according to his purpose. Today, I just want to ask you these questions. Number one, in the midst of this difficult season, do you believe that God is near and that he is in your midst? But also, number two, isn't it a beautiful thing when we can recognize that God believes in us enough that he wants to journey deeper in the midst of this trial with us as well? He believes in you. My friends, you too can believe in yourselves. You guys, as always, we're so thankful for you. Thank you for your loyalty. Thank you for just tuning in time after time. We appreciate you. We love you. And as always, thank you so much for joining us. And we'll see you next time on the Built Different Podcast. <laughs>